Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is October the 15th, 2023. It is Sunday. It is the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus, again in reply, spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast." Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to the servants, The feast is ready, but those who were were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen." So this is an intense reading, and there's a whole lot to it. I just, (laughs) whenever I read scripture, even if I prepared the whole thing, when I read it, it hits me again, and it hits me in different ways every time I read it. We always need to open up our hearts and open up our minds to the words of our Lord. Jesus, first of all, always says, The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a wedding banquet. So right there, that's some of the stuff I talked about yesterday and that I talk about all the time, theology of the body. God made us. I know this sounds weird, but one way we say it in theology of the body that's very simplistic is God wants to marry us. But the Bible is filled with that image. God made us to be one with him. God made us initially to be his children, but ultimately to be his spouse. Israel is the spouse. The church is the spouse. The people of the world are the spouse. At least they're potentially the spouse. So Jesus tells us this parable where everyone is invited to the wedding banquet. Now, of course, yes, in the parable, it's for the king's son. It's not exactly uh, full-blown theology of the body just yet. We get that from putting it all together and many thousands of years of meditation, etc. But there still is a wedding feast, just like the book of Revelation describes heaven as being. And we are all invited. So first he invites his friends, the people he knows the best, meaning those of you out there that went to Catholic school, those of you out there that have been Christian your whole lives. He invites his friends first. And then it says, well, many refuse to come. In his day and age, he's talking about, oh, the chief priests, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they're the first invited, but they refuse to come. 
And you could even liken that to John the Baptist putting out the first invitation. Then he invites them again and really talks it up. My calves and fattened cattle are killed. Come to the feast. But not only do they reject him the second time, they kill the servants. He always puts in these little lines to refer to the prophets. The religious leaders killed the prophets and the prophets were sent by God. But it's also a reference to him. They're going to kill him too, Jesus. So the king gets enraged. He destroys the city. Well, Jesus predicted this in a couple different places, and it happened. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. Those people that were the religious leaders uh, just had horrible ends. They did nasty things for the rest of their lives, and they met with horrible, destructive ends of their lives. Jesus isn't saying, I'm going to get you. He's just saying, this is what happens. If you choose the way of evil, those who live by the sword, in other words, die by the sword. So, so many of his people have rejected him and even put to death people that were uh, representing the king. So what does he do when he basically permits those people to fall on their faces in utter destruction? He goes out and he says, all right, just grab everybody. Preach it to everybody. Invite everybody. And that refers to the Gentiles. Most of the people listening to this, we are Gentile, most of us, meaning we're not Jewish. And they, the, the church goes out through all the world. Every country of the world has been evangelized pretty much. Some more, some less. So the hall gets filled with people from all over. But even then... One of the people is thrown out into the darkness, and that's an image of hell because he's not wearing a wedding garment. The wedding garment very often refers to the Holy Spirit. That person does not have the Holy Spirit. That person is not one of his own. And so much of this could be a reference to today. Like I said, those that grew up Christian Catholic, they went to school, and now they've rejected the faith. In many many cases, maybe it was the school's fault. We say more and more nowadays, a Catholic school is like a vaccine. You get the dead form of the virus so that when later in life you encounter the living, you're immune to it. You're not interested. So that happens, but we get converts. And very often converts are more on fire than the people that have been coming their whole lives because they're not taking anything for granted. It's not just rote Uh, participation for them. Like, oh yeah, let's go through the motions that we've gone through our whole lives. This is the way we've always done it. No, rather it's new, it's living. (coughs) And for those of us that are following the Lord still, we are the messengers now. We are the ones called to go out into the streets and bring them in to speak of our Lord everywhere we go, to tell everyone how great the Lord is, to invite them to the banquet by which they are fed. Notice there's a negative message here about, you know, the guy being thrown out into the street at the end, some of the people being killed. See, this parable just encompasses everything. We we focus on the negative. Oh, Jesus, he's telling them, talking about hell, and now the priest is going to get up and talk about hell. But notice the main point of the parable, a wedding banquet. The king is inviting you to his banquet. Let's talk about that for a minute. It's a reference to the church, ideally, (laughs) very often not, but ideally, and it's a reference to heaven, and it's a reference to relationship with God and relationship with one another in the Lord. We are being invited to the banquet. Imagine a banquet where there's good food, 
and music and fun and dancing. And you're with people that you are enjoying being with and you are honored to be in the presence of the king. The king has personally invited you to his banquet where you get served by the royal servants. That's what heaven's all about. You are going to be served by the king. That's the message. And we live that banquet when we truly live our faith. The gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love and joy and peace. The ideals of the church that we are striving for, genuine family and community. This is what the Lord intends the faith to be. This is the good news. You and I are invited to the banquet. So today, what do we have? We have so many people, even in the church, quote unquote, whatever that means, who are not clothed in the wedding banquet and they are thrown out. I would liken that to all the people that come to church to receive communion. Think about it. What do we have now? 12% of people actually coming to church. And then out of that group, so many of them need confession and shouldn't be going to communion. The way you know how many people are actually 100% committed to the Catholic faith is count how many people come on obligatory feast days. The number is so small. It's down to like 4 or 5%. So, anyway, not to be negative once again, but the Lord is inviting us to something great. And that, when you consider how low those numbers are, that's why he says the, the, the gate is narrow. There are few who travel by that road. So he's inviting us to a feast. He's inviting us to friendship. He's inviting us to open, honest communication. And I just think when I, when I talk about it here, I, when I talk about it in general, I just like to always go back to the stages of the spiritual life as well as the forms of prayer. You know, we adore him. We thank him for all the good he's done for us. We confess our sins to him to have our guilt taken away. We ask him also for all the things that we need. And there's a maturity that happens in there. It's not meant to be just a fear of hell, like, oh, I better go to the wedding banquet. I better go have fun, otherwise I'm going to go to hell. It's amazing, though. I mean, we have two options. We have the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. There is nothing in between. In other words, we, we can't define this. God has defined it already. God has invited us to the best thing ever. And you're either with God or you're not. So it's a shame that people see it as a burden. But there's meant to be this maturity. There's meant to be a going from what we call the purgative to the illuminative. Just to touch on that for a moment. We could talk about the unitive some other day. The unitive is when people achieve heights of sanctity while they're still in this life. We're meant to achieve the unitive way in heaven. And we got to get there somehow, whether it's purgatory, whether it's here on earth. But the purgative way, the first stage is, all right, we come to the faith for some reason. Hopefully it's for a good reason. Very often it's a conversion experience. It's a joy. It's something that struck us some way that God touched us. And there's an excitement. But then when the challenges come up, we either go back. Once again, it's the extremes. We either go back to nothing or we step forward into the illuminative way. We persevere through the difficult times, just like in a marriage. Once again, that marriage analogy. We step forward if we love God truly. If our love is genuine, we step forward. We say, no, I love him. I, I enjoy the banquet. I want the banquet. I want the feast. I want to be in God's court in that kingdom. 
And so we step through the challenges. We continue, and now he's inviting us deeper. He's inviting us closer, and we experience greater consolation in his presence, being with him, having him all around us, loving us, giving us every good thing that we need. So this is what this is all about. It's the good news of friendship with Jesus. He invites us to his banquet. Let's focus on that. Let's make sure we get those wedding garments, the grace that comes through the sacraments. But also, I just, you know, I'm a sinner. I don't know about everybody else listening, but I'm a sinner. So I cover myself in many ways. Holy water, holy oil, scapulars, medals, (laughs) everything. Crosses on the wall, pictures of Our Lady everywhere. And it's, maybe there's fear there, fear of hell, but the main thing is I love them. I love the Blessed Mother. I love Jesus. I love the saints. I love the angels. I was reading something this morning. It's so important. St. Francis de Sales said, talk to your angels. They've been assigned to you. There's angels all around us. We have a particular guardian angel, but there's also the archangels that love us. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, so many others. Talk to them, make friends with them because they're going to be our friends in eternity. And they're amazing beings. They love us. They're wonderful. And yet they behold God's face, as Jesus says in the gospel. Make friends with them so that they're always with you. They will do what you ask, as long as it's for good and not for evil. Make friends with those angels. Keep them close to you so that they will just be constantly praying for you and defeating the evil one who attacks from every side. So I hope everybody has a great day. Hope it is a feast day celebrating this Sunday for all of you. Keep coming to the feast and may the love of Christ fill your heart. Have a good day. God bless.